Hey guys, this is Juan with the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, letting you know that this episode is brought to you by San Marcos Mexican Restaurant, located right here at 2301 Southwest 59th Street in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Check them out as they have weekday specials, Monday through Friday, and then don't forget $5 house margaritas and $2 tequila shots on Wednesdays. It's the perfect medicine to get you over that hump day, frozen or on the rocks, margaritas, Wednesdays. San Marcos Mexican Restaurant. Don't forget to let Abel know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you to get an additional 10% off your entire purchase. Great food and even better customer service. San Marcos Mexican Restaurant. It's the only dine-in restaurant of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Happy Monday, moviegoers. Welcome to another episode. Welcome to episode 212. Welcome from, from dusk till dawn. And welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Juan. And I am joined by the cast, the crew, the fellas, uh, Edward. Hey, what's up, folks? How you, uh, how you doing on this uh, fine fall evening? Man, I'm tired and I have a migraine, but Man. it is what it is. You know what? <laughs> that is the kind of duty that we like to see. Tired, migraine, but the man still takes time to sit. And we're going to talk vampires here today on uh, on a, on a brand new episode. You know, never a, never a dull moment, never a rerun. Um, they're they're not always live. Like this, you know, you know this one uh, potentially is not live. They uh, this one may be older than some of our uh, our viewers out there. You never yeah, know. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm doing fantastic. Life happens. Uh, it has been a crazy crazy week. And don't get me wrong, you know things. Uh, are always not what they seem but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what day and we have to record these on we make sure that you guys have a brand new episode every single monday night oh yeah yeah oh yeah. um we're gonna be joined by a uh, young craigery a little bit later on uh <laughs> life has happened to him as well so um but man i'm excited this is a movie that i feel like is a long time coming for us to review oh, it, yeah. is, it has been like a long oh, time yeah. in the in the pot, you know, the, the, this movie has been back there just sitting and spewing and simmering. And it's it's just one of those movies that I don't know why we've never touched it, to be, you know, at all. But I, I'm glad we get to talk about it today. Same. Um, a look back, guys, if you want to listen to uh, last week's episode. Last week, we talked all about Pearl, a yep. brand new A24 horror movie, which is still currently in theaters. Uh, go listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts at. 
uh, Anchor, Spotify, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, um, and thanks to the Prescribed Films Network, uh, the PFPN. So go yep. check us out, www.theprescribedfilmsnetwork.com. Um, social media, if you guys want to follow us on social media, hit us up on the Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the cinnamon movie podcast. The Instagram is all one word, Instagram slash the movie, the cinnamon movie podcast. Uh, the Twitter is at cinnamon four zero five. And then the easiest and fastest way to get to us, uh, is the email bag. I didn't read any emails last week, but we're going to get to some today. Uh, C I N E M E N nine two one at gmail.com. So, that's cinnamon921 at gmail.com. And we will uh, dig, dig into the email bag. So we also have a brand new top five about a director that we haven't talked about really at all. Um, we haven't done a lot of his movies at all here at the podcast. So should be fun. Um, so I can't wait. Uh, got a little, a little movie news for you. Not too much. But uh, we'll definitely dig into that as well. Um, if you guys are also a, you know, big follower of the show, you'll also know that we are sponsored by the great rodeo cinema located right here at 2221 exchange Avenue right here in Oklahoma city, Oklahoma, Oklahoma city's exclusive nonprofit art house and cinema with two historic locations offering a variety of film, music, live events, Learn more at www.rodeocinema.org or check them out on the uh, Instagram, uh, Rodeo Cinema Foundation. Um, they had a uh, nice little double feature of uh, X and Pearl. So you can go watch those at your Rodeo Cinema locations, either or the two locations that are here in Oklahoma City. So, uh, and then, you know, if you need to learn more, if you want to get tickets online, just go to www.rodeocinema.org for all the information you need. Again, it's the only movie theater that we go check out movies, um, and it's the only movie theater that we've done live events at. So, um, you know, we got more live events coming up soon. Um, those are always fun episodes, so um, getting ready to get into that as well. Um some movie news, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of talk about some of the stuff that's going on out there right now. Um, I wanted to bring this up before I forget about it, but we're almost to October, and no reshoots or cancellations have been added to The Flash, which is good news. So it looks like this movie is still going to be greenlit, still going to happen, no matter what's really going on with um, Ezra Miller. What do you think? Are, are you do you have any hopes for this movie at all, or you think it's not going to be released? I think it's going to be a, a, a with no reshoots, no cancellations this far so far so so far at least. I don't I don't think they're going to cancel it. I think they are going forward with it. Personally, um, I don't know anything, so I could be very wrong. Uh, but I mean, I think the movie is going to be good, despite whatever. BS he's on um, I don't think that should necessarily take from the movie I do think however after this movie is like shown I think their partnership with him should cease I know it's probably already ceased but like 
you know, you use the dude in the series. I, I've never seen the series, so I don't know how good it is. But use the dude in the series if you want to move forward with Flash or pick up another that's, actor. There's, that's there's also all the kinds good of thing. Flashes. Yeah, that's also the good thing about the Flash is you have the paradox. You have you have anything a reset timeline, a reverse timeline. They could literally do whatever they wanted. Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up with trailers, but one of the latest um, Black Adam trailers shows the historic Justice League team in the beginning of the trailer, you know, of of Black Adam talking about what came before him. Yeah. Do you, do you read any into that? Like, do you think that's a a show for something that's about to happen? Or do you think, uh, it's just them paying homage to what came before literally the Black Adam film right now. I think it's paying homage with a possibility because if I was okay, if I was Warner brothers, I am staking, like, I would do my best to try and get Henry Cavill back. I would do my best to go ahead and keep going forward with Robert Pattinson and build off those two right there. Like, multi-year, multi-movie contracts, build off both of those and go from there. You've got one that's already cemented, has multiple movies. I understand some of them have been Justice Leagues and all that. I, I get that. If you want to bring Jason Momoa in, I think strong character as well. Gal Gadot. I think she's proved herself, but you know, build off those four for sure, um, and kind of go from there. And whether they do that, whether they don't, I, I'm I'm not you know in in their team whatsoever. I don't even clean their urinals, so there's that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I wanted to wait, and I, I was hoping Young Gregory would have joined us for now for this sec for this portion of movie news because I really wanted to just. I wanted to see his live interaction or his live reaction of this, but the top box office news and the top box office <laughs> grossing for the, uh, for the weekend. And this uh-huh. is just, this is just Friday to Sunday or right. Thursday, Thursday to Sunday. So the number one movie in America right now is don't worry, darling, the new okay. Florence Pugh movie. Yep. I knew that was probably going to happen, but it opened up with $20 million opening. Uh, the, the Woman King in week number two, $11 million. Okay. The number third movie in America right now, $10 million, the re-release <laughs> of Avatar. The re-release of Avatar, $10 million. And it doesn't help that James Cameron put a teaser of the beginning scene of Avatar 2 at the end of this movie. That, so he okay. he's doing whatever he can. Avatar is still the number one movie of all time at the box office. So it's it's dethroned Endgame. And I just wanted to get, I wanted to see Craig's reaction. Bro, so it's just because he's cheap on that shit, man. <laughs> he keeps re-releasing this. This is the third or fourth time now. This yeah. dude keeps re-releasing this and it's just like if your movie was that damn good and dude, it, you know, dude, I know it, it's that damn good. Don't it wrong. made ten million in its re-release this past weekend. But it's only because of that teaser. I mean, don't wrong. Some people still probably was like, you know what? I want to see it one more time before the new and, one. And out. and it was an IMAX release, so it is it is one of those movies that you have to like. If you've never seen it on IMAX, like it is one of those movies that's just death defying on IMAX. But I'm, uh, I feel like now it's a fucking cop out. The number the number on. the number 4 movie Barbarian with 4 million dollars, Pearl with 1.9 million dollars, 
see how they run with 1.9 million bullet train with 1.8 million dc super pets 1.8 million and still in the top 10 top oh, gun boy. maverick top gun maverick with <laughs> 1. 1.6 it's 1.6 million dollars this past weekend and it's been out for 19 weeks it, it's calming down you know it's yeah. calming down a lot so far that's so far it's number... made it's made a 712 million dollars the box office Dang. Oh, domestically? Yeah, just US-wise. Yeah. It's calming down, though. But, I mean, like, see, don't get me wrong, I'd rather someone, something like that keep going than something like Avatar getting re-released, 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 re-released. It's, it's cheap. It's cheap. It's cheap. So. Yes. But, um, man, okay. There's some early Oscar predictions. Um, yeah like best cinematography best sound uh top gun maverick is getting some nodges the new marilyn monroe movie blonde i believe is getting ready to is getting ready to hit netflix this uh i think it's this weekend yeah um that should be pretty interesting um i guess that's really that's really it there's not a lot going around in some uh some stuff uh the monsters reboot the movie, the Rob Zombie movie, I guess that's getting ready to yeah. come out too. You have any interest in that? Are you gonna check that on Netflix? I do, I do. Um, yeah, I will. Uh, just it's been quite a while since they've had a adaptation of that, if I'm not mistaken. What I think '90s. I don't know if they had anything was... in the '90s. I know there's that '60s show. That's the most popular yeah. thing. Um, I want to say, huh? But yeah, other than that, uh, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, uh, reported by Slash Film, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the horror standard that Ridley Scott aimed with Alien. Interesting. I never would have saw those two movies uh, getting thrown in there together. But honestly, it is what it is, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this episode, guys, is also brought to you by CDR Electronics here at 1604 West I-240 Service Road in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Tablets, Apple products, iPhones, cell phones, games, movies, whatever you need, they have it. They have everything you need for your electronic needs. Check them out at their two locations. But the main one here in Oklahoma City is 1604 West I-240 Service Road in Oklahoma City. Um and always let them know that the Cinnamon Movie Podcast sent you. Um, so yeah, but let's get into some uh, some recent watches. Ed, do you have anything that you want to recommend or that you got to check out over the past week? Yeah, man. Uh, so stumbled upon one night my wife watching uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer series on Netflix. I've heard a lot about that. Did you guys um, get to finish it? I have not. She has. Uh, I am on episode six out of ten, like about to start episode six out of ten. Um, so far, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I watched a little bit with her, and then I kind of left and was like, okay, I got to watch this myself. I was like, do you mind rewatching some of it? It's like, no. She's like, it's been interesting. So, no. She's like, all right. <clears throat> What's up? But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so this thing is nuts, man. Like, 
I know a lot of people. A lot of people are saying don't eat while you watch Dahmer. It's like super, super gross, intense. It's got um, its parts, yeah. Craig, Craig's joined us now here, guys. For everybody listening, audio version. What um, up, fools? Uh, yeah, Dahmer's uh, Dahmer's pretty wild. I only it got is. to see episode one. Did you, ha- Craig? Are you caught up? Did you knock it out? Uh, I tried to knock it out. I'm on like five. Okay. Okay. So me and you are the same. You guys are you about are the, the same. same. If you if you guys wouldn't mind, go ahead and talk uh, a little bit about Dahmer, um, Ed, and then finish your recent watches, and then that'll lead into uh, to Craig's if you guys want. Yeah. Um. So, it starts out with you know him getting what arrested in yeah, it shows, 91. It shows the minute the 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 ending of his his run basically. Yeah. Um it it kind of shows the ending where he gets caught and gets arrested in episode 1 and it's like kind of backtracking in it, a way. It's, it's like uh it starts the end and then kind of works its way from season from episode 2 it kind of shows how it gets to that point. Um Dude. And man, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's I, it's. <laughs> I, I thought, you know, just my initial thoughts when I when you hear a serial killer, you don't think he's living in an apartment with a bunch of other people. Adley, I'm on. I'm on the podcast. You want to step out? Go outside. Where is He stepped outside. So yeah, but. You know, you don't think that he's going to be living in an apartment with multiple and, people stashing bodies that are decaying in his fridge. Well, not only in his fridge, in like a 35-gallon drum with acid in it. Yeah, with like kind of decomposing the skin off the bones. Parts and stuff like that. Every, not everywhere, but here and there throughout his apartment. Yeah. It's, I mean... All he had was beer in his fridge and <laughs> the head, yeah. as you see... And, I mean, the, you know, the I feel like this: the lady next door with the two girls yeah. that uh, finds the one fourteen-year-old uh, that he claims is his boyfriend first and is nineteen and all that. His first, yeah. Victim. Well, second, his first and his long run. Oh, it's the second one yeah. after the um, white dude that he spread throughout the yard. Well, and you know, I after hearing you know watching that scene, I was like, "There's absolutely no way that it just goes up, down that way." And I looked it up, and Bro. police officers, <laughs> they, they, uh, let's be honest, they, they uh, failed. Not they failed. failed. They, I'm trying to think of the word, they, they judged very harshly what, uh, what they assumed was going on with, uh, him calling him his boyfriend and everything. And they kind of laughed it off. They didn't take any real measures to do so. And the judge was, on paid leave, or not the judge, but the police officer. It's it, that was a. It's another failed system up, up around that time, and a failed Literally. police officer. To be honest, um, but I mean, th- the lady should have taken a little bit more than, you know, if she felt something that was that wrong. The you know it shows the real um, phone call that she placed in yeah. the show. It that felt was... like she was just very accepting. Like she was, she was trying to insinuate that she thought something more was going on but she was just very accepting of of the final it's kind of like in in my eyes it's kind of like okay you know she says she okay at that point she says she's been calling for a few months because of the stench i'm pretty sure the stench from that covered barrel 
as well as the head, frozen or not, as well as the head, you know, and possibility of body parts, as well as, like, dude didn't live that great. Like, he wasn't that dirty, but he definitely no, I mean, was not that fish tank. That fish tank, shown in the in the show, obviously, the fish tank yeah. was dirty and everything. But, yeah, you know, how, how you go a year with a stench in his, his, uh, his get out of jail free pass is telling them that he got meat and the fridge went bad, but there's still a smell throughout the like year. Pork chops. Yeah, that's uh, you know, but hey, it is what it is. Like they said on the show, it wasn't a very good neighborhood, you know. No, so the, I'm sure a lot of people um, just didn't really care around that area. And I mean, that just is kind of like, like you said, the judgment thing because it's like, okay, you know, what if this was, you know, I don't know the village compared to you know i don't know the courts you know what yeah. i mean like just because the courts are kind of what they are you know or known for and all that you know yeah if it was on the master side of that. town they would have taken a little bit more regardless of what the guy was or what they what they took his word for uh I mean, at that at the same point you know this dude i mean the cops I don't know, man. There, there's yeah, a lot, but uh, Evan Peters knocks it out of the park again. Oh yeah, uh, Dude, I see the him in American Horror Story and all of those roles that he's been in. Dude just absolutely nails this type of role of like a a crazed kind of serial. And I mean, Dahmer's very mean, different than his other roles, but dude, yeah, very underrated, honestly, as an actor. What do you think about the uh, contacts, for that matter? The uh, oh, I thought I that was so weird. <laughs> like, because obviously you see it in the picture, and you're like, "Oh, it's just them kind of doing it." But if he really did the contacts to add to what he was, that, like, that's insane. I'd be scared shitless. What I've heard is a lot of stuff that has gone on, like with Evan Peters and his talking and how he's like pronouncing things and different stuff like that. He watched, I think. I don't know how many hours, but I know a couple hundred hours of just like videotapes over and over that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Just interviews and different stuff like that. So, I mean, you know, that guy, I, I seen a picture that said that, uh, Evan Peters is collecting, uh, serial killer roles, like famous. Yeah. (laughs) I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Other than, uh, other than, uh, Dahmer. Dahmer. Uh, Ed, did you did you check anything else out, or is that the only thing you'd recommend to anybody? Dust till dawn, of course, or from dust till dawn, of course. Uh, other than that, yeah, this week has kind of been a lot of sleeping and trying to do overnight shifts and stuff like that. But no, <laughs> I definitely would. If you don't have a somewhat like, if you can't handle a fear factor, don't watch it that well. But if you can handle fear factor. Feel free to watch Dahmer. I feel like there's several factors to take into account with this show. Um, Just, man, like, if if you feel uncomfortable at any point in the first episode, yeah, I think that's your call to stop. (laughs) You know, because it's not going to get any better. We'll put it that way. Oh, (laughs) no. It gets so much much more grotesque and just more just gruesome. It's not even funny. Craig, what about you? Uh, You check anything out this week? Yeah, I... uh, I completely binged the Cyberpunk Edge Runner anime. Oh, okay, Netflix. yeah. I heard that was good. Uh, it is pretty good. Um, if you played the video game, you'll kind of get a little bit more background of what the show is. Um, but I think you can take the show for what it is without playing the game. 
Um, checked out From Dust Till Dawn. Checked out Dahmer. Checked out, uh, obviously, College and NFL. Man, I know there was another couple movies or shows that I checked out. I just, off the top of my head, I can't think about them. Um, it's, it's been kind of a slow, oh, I mean, honestly, it feels like a slow week for me. But I got to watch a lot of content, really, at least more than I have in the past few weeks. Um, after last week's episode, I checked out the first four episodes of 1883, a prequel to the Yellowstone series. If you're a fan of Yellowstone, I think you'll really enjoy 1883. Uh, checked out Dawn of the Dead for a recent episode of Friday the 14th podcast. Um, I love gangsters, gangster flicks, so I checked out King of New York with Lawrence Fishburne and Christopher Walken. Really good movie. It's the first time I ever checked it out. I watched the first episode of Andor, uh, caught up with She-Hulk, and then I watched, of course, From Dust Till Dawn. And for some reason, I don't know, I think I'm going to get ready to just binge the the entire Harry Potter franchise again. But I watched uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone today. Um, other, other, yeah. other than that, everything else was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good, pretty chill. Oh. If I had to, if I had to recommend anything, I would probably recommend. I would probably recommend. Um, honestly, from dust till dawn is free. Uh, it's on Pluto TV. Uh, eighteen eighty three. If you have Paramount, Paramount Plus, eighteen eighty three is on Paramount Plus. So, oh, did have one more thing. This ties into more uh, movie news or anything like that. Did y'all see the Weird Al Yankovic trailer? I did. I have not. Dude, that thing was kind of cool. Looks Dude, good. Daniel Who's Radcliffe. Playing him? Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Apparently, he's seen him do uh, some uh, karaoke, and he was just like, "That's my guy." He's like, "I need the, I need to and have then, uh, him." Craig, you missed uh, movie news as well, but I just want to let you know that uh, <laughs> Avatar made ten million dollars this past weekend on a number tree three. Release. Number three. <laughs> you know how many people I saw on Twitter talk about? Bro, I bought a ticket in a, a movie I've already seen before. <laughs> people are buying. People are going to it thinking it's the new movie. Like that's where they have the money. So apparently, it's got a teaser of the new movie in it. I don't yeah. care. I'm just like that's cheap. If dude. it wasn't for the hype, I Avatar is the last movie on my list I want to go see. <laughs> Craig's like, if it wasn't an episode, even then I may not go watch it. Dude, I I despise Avatar. <laughs> because honestly, it's not even that good. Alright. Let's just cut it's not even that good. Alright. <laughs> it's like it's alright. It's epic. Yes, it is a an event, so to speak, as a film. But come on. They tangle up their hair to yeah, come on now. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by OKC Soda Company. It's the craft soda company of Oklahoma with super unique flavors like strawberry shortcake, blueberry acai, made with pure cane sugar and all natural flavors. You guys can check them out at OKCSodaCompany.com or you can also check them out uh, at your local Crest, Proof no. Foods, anywhere no. you need to get the soda. Abby, it's available. You cannot be so right check now. them out. Your local Crest Foods right here in Oklahoma City has them. And Pruitt Foods. So the root beer is amazing. Oklahoma City, OKC Soda Company. It's the only beverage of the cinnamon movie 
podcast. Will you bring me an aspirin and a water? But now, guys, uh, it is time for one of our bring favorite me an aspirin segments. And a water? Favorite segments. Please. Please. The top five. Yeah, that's fine. Before we get to the top five, guys, I just want to let everybody know if you watched last Wednesday's episode of Friday the 14th podcast, um, or if you follow us on social media, you will know that the link that you go to to listen to our show on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, that page that you can go to and listen to all of our stuff will now be the official audio home of Friday the 14th podcast. So you'll be able to watch Friday the 14th podcast right here on Wednesdays on Amos Wall Productions' YouTube channel. But if you want to listen and download the podcast audio-wise, you now have to go to our audio station, the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, and you can now uh, download Friday the 14th through the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. And the first horror movie that you'll be able to download will be The Fly. Jeff Goldblum. It will be October the uh, October the fifth will be the first episode that you can uh, that you can check us out on. So uh, again, audio same or visual same thing. You can you can watch right here on Imswap Productions. But if you want to listen and download the audio version of the podcast, um, just search the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. And you will find Friday the 14th every single, it drops on Fridays. So, audio version, every Friday, Cinnamon Movie Podcast. But, now it's time to get into the top five. Uh, today we're talking, you know, a director that, honestly, maybe we could even use a word underrated. Robert Rodriguez. Uh, he, he's, he's got a lot of movies. If you guys are spy kid fans, he is the, at the helm of the spy kid movies. So, um, we're talking our top five, Robert Rodriguez films. I'm going to go through some honorable mentions. If anybody has any, go for it. Uh, my honorable mentions are going to be planet terror from dust till dawn. And then the official honorable mention, the faculty, anybody else Damn. have any honorable mentions? I'm surprised that's an HM for you. Yeah. Uh, sin city Two. Uh, yeah, Spy Kids three as well. Just because, like that, that that one was a little crazy, but pretty pretty funny nonetheless. So, number five. Uh, for? I'll start. Number five for me is going to be the original Sin City from two thousand five. Um. I don't know. I didn't know how I would like this movie, but it's just, it's a crime noir film, thriller, a little bit of suspense. Um, you know, it's it's one of those movies that's directed by two people. Um, Frank Miller helped write it. Robert Rodriguez directed it. And then you had Quentin Tarantino with special guest director. Um, but man, just 
the all-star cast, Bruce Willis, Clive Owen, Mickey Rourke, Jessica Alba, um, it just feels like a down cut nitty gritty nitty gritty graphic novel film and which is exactly what it is um i'm glad it was rated r and i'm glad they were able to do the things that they wanted to do um i feel like if you can watch sin city and enjoy it then you'll like 90 percent of robert rodriguez other things so that's what i'm going to start my number five out at is sin city ed was number five for you uh spike it's four <clears throat> mainly just very cool, kind of just getting to revisit that the uh, the original two characters at least um, with Junie and know, Carmen. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, getting to revisit them is that the one with while. the big thumbs as bad guys? The henchmen? no, no, that's a, a that's that's OG number right one. There. That's, that's OG number uno. Uh, flukes, 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 flukes. <laughs> the fucking ugly, but uh, <laughs> but uh, nah, man, just getting to revisit them was cool. So definitely, if you if you haven't seen that and you've seen the other two or three or even just the original, go see four or whatever. You know, Craig, number four for you. Number five for me. Number five for you. I'm sorry. Uh, is gonna be we'll go with Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yes. Mm. Um, good movie, man. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but um, the the way that they kind of put you in that culture with um, God, let me find it. Let me find it. Sorry, they put you in. You know, Antonio Banderas, Salma Hayek, Johnny Depp, Willem Dafoe. Jeez, maybe this was hot. maybe this was too low on my list. There's a lot of people. Um, <laughs> It, it just it the the way that he which he does this very well in a lot of his movies the Hispanic heritage in his films um, is very well portrayed with the music the scores um, the costumes the way that it's kind of shot with that orange uh, grain film um, or, or or kind of layer over the camera oh yeah his um, films are real grainy which is like if, if you're an old school film fan it's awesome yeah and, and you know. I honestly didn't even know this was one of his movies until I was looking at the top five. And uh, yeah, uh, honestly, I, it's a movie that I think I should uh, revisit sometime soon. But yeah, it's going to be number five. I felt the same way. All the movies that I looked up today for Robert Rodriguez, I was like, damn. And then after watching From Dust to Dawn, I was like, I need to rewatch these. <clears throat> number four. It's really low. I can't hear it, by the way. Is it? Okay. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. Number four for me is going to be starring Mr. Young Danny Trejo himself, Machete. Um, number four, that's going to be my number four. It's outlandish. It's insane. It's completely balls to the walls. Um, Danny Trejo, Michelle Rodriguez, Robert De Niro is the bad guy, Steven motherfucking Seagal, Cheech Martin, Jessica Alba, I mean, what what else do you need in a Texas-sized, heated, balls-to-the-walls action film? You don't need anything else. It's so outlandish. It's fun. Um, Machete from 2010. 
you know, started off as just like, I think, a knockoff trailer in one of his other movies, and it turned into a full-length feature film. It, and was, it's just, uh, it was in uh, Planet Terror. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think it's just, it's, it's a tremendous feat, and it's a tremendous film. It's, it's just so much fun. Again, anytime we do a movie, uh, we have to do a movie one day starring Mr. Steven motherfucking Seagal. So, <laughs> I don't know. Uh it's just badass. It's it's just badassery, and it's so much fun. Movies like and, that probably get get knocked, but you're you're just you're sitting there just to watch watch and have fun. But but let's be honest, the cast that he's able to assemble in these movies. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, like, and and you know, kind of going back through them, a lot of these are are repeats with like Danny Trejo and yeah, Chief Martin, yeah, uh, Antonio you know, Banderas, even in Spy Kids. Yeah, it's, like. I you know and I didn't put that together until we were up to this list, but this dude has his this is Adam Sandler for the Hispanics. <laughs> All right, this dude got his his crew and he, he puts them in there. Which you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like the first time I think and I'll get into it later, but the first time I think I seen Cheech Martin was Spy Kids. You know, and oh then later my on, God, yeah, we're definitely getting into that later. And what not it for me. But I mean, they're wrong. You got to think that's 2001. I'm like 10, 11 years old. So I mean, yeah. literally, like, you, you know, think after it's going to get better and it just gets worse. <laughs> well, no, after that, like, it does so, get so better. You, like, you, you, no, know, yeah. you never seen Cheech Martin <laughs> sitting in the love seat and the love rider and the car just no, go bouncing? As a kid, no. you're, like, you're like, man, this guy's pretty cool. And then you're like, oh, I should not be watching these other movies. Like, that's what I mean. I mean, <laughs> Would I let would I let a twelve year old, thirteen year old watch the other ones? Probably not. No, I'd, oh, I'd wait a few more years. But yeah, I, I should, like, okay, then I should. Yeah, you're right. I should not have been nine watching up in smoke with my dad. <laughs> but I mean, hey, you know that's how the time was. We got introduced to some good cinema when we were younger, so that's what matters. Each to their own, essay. <laughs> number four for me. Number four for me is Machete. Uh, Edward was uh, number number four for you. I will go with Sin City, man. Uh, the directing of this, how it's kind of like that 2D comic book crime noir kind of deal is very cool. It was weird at first, but once I got kind of used to it, loved it, you know, and I, I, I was ready to go get the second one and just pop it in and see what's going on with that one. And, and then you're like, man, I should have just stuck with the first. Well, I mean, don't <laughs> wrong. I like the whole story, though. I do like the whole story. It's a tragedy from hell. You know, um, it, it has its points where it's a fantastic, fantastic uh, duo of films for that matter. And then it's got its points where it's like, okay, this maybe should have been different, but okay. But I mean, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a good number four. Yeah, man. Uh, Craig, what about you, number four? We, we've talked about this multiple times. My number four is going to be the faculty. Um, nice. I think. You know, to, to see that he was the director of that one completely blows my mind because I never put two and two together. Um, and especially with the way the other films are, are shot and made, you would never think this was a Robert Rodriguez film. So um, it's just, it's it's a classic uh, kind of horror sci-fi movie for me. So it's my number four. Number three. That sound better? Number three for me uh, is going to be a movie that I'm like, you know what? I didn't know he directed it, but I want to go see it in a the theater. So I got to check this out in the theaters, and I bought it on Blu-ray day number one. 
Alita Battle Angel from 2019. Um, just, uh, just an, uh, man, the, my, the only gripe I had about this movie is maybe it was like, it felt 15 minutes longer than it should have been. But again, another stellar cast of somebody you don't expect to be in a Robert Rodriguez film. Christoph Waltz, Jennifer Conley, Moshala Hali. Um, beautiful CGI cinematography and the way it was just shot. Awesome fight scenes. And it's a, I don't know if this is based off of any kind of a video game, but it was like really uh, a, an original idea, like an original story. Yeah. I, I haven't seen anything like this since or before. So highly recommend it. This is one of those movies that we've had some emails in 2019 when we started year number two about, hey, you guys should do Elite Battle Angel and see, see everybody's thoughts. But maybe one day. But that's number three for me is uh, Elite Battle Angel. Edward, number three for you? Uh, number three for me, and these these next three can be kind of put in any direction uh, for that matter. So there's that. But number three produced one of the greatest kids movie quotes of all time. Do you think God stays in heaven because he too lives in fear of what he's created? Spy Kids 2. Uh, it's pretty dark for a kids movie. Steve Buscemi too, man. Yeah. Like... Looks good to me. <laughs> I mean, I thought he was waving at me or something, <laughs> casting a spell. <laughs> but you know, you've got you've got you've got the uh, original family coming back, at least for that matter, and all that good stuff. It's crazy, you know, to have followed these guys on this whole entire journey uh, from one, two, three, and four, for that matter. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, it, it's been very cool, and I I can't wait till we actually get to maybe I don't know we'll, no. we'll see on that Leave one. It probably not. <laughs> so Craig, yeah. number number three for you, Craig. Number three for me is going to be Sin City. Um, you know, I I think um, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure that this was one of the very first um to kind of push that black and white when it, it, you didn't need to especially this style of the the noir black and white kind of the old crime scene um you know gangster type feeling when you're watching the movie like home alone when the guy is doing the 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 shots and he turns the volume up and yeah but uh no like you said stellar cast uh, the movie itself is uh, epic. It's excellent. Uh, it's just a good movie all around. So, number two, number two for me uh, is going to be Once Upon a Time in Mexico, um, the hitman action crime thriller, the sequel um, from its uh, first film. Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek. Johnny Depp, Willem Dafoe, uh, such so just a just a fun action movie. Um, you know, it, it's got its own twist on it and how things should be. Um, number two for a reason, and uh, it kind of is a small spoiler of what number one is for me. So I won't get into it too much. But number two, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Edward, number two for you. Number two for me. I'm uh, gonna go back to. Which a movie you showed me for that matter when we were younger, The Faculty. You know, and I mean, what this is probably the debut acting of Usher, 
this has Josh Hartnett, Elijah Wood, Jordana Brewster, for that matter. But I mean, it, I don't know. This this film has a lot of cool elements to it. A lot of good stuff to it. Good so, movie. I mean, Jordana yeah, Brewski. <laughs> Before she became the Buster's girlfriend and all that, so part of the family. Yeah, <laughs> really, really good number number two. Um, Craig, what about you? Number two for you? Uh, I would put this number one, but I, then I think my my top five would be kind of a joke. Uh, but it does hold a special place in my heart because I watched this movie over and over again. I was gonna be Spy Kids, man. <laughs> um. Juni Cortez and Carmen, man, like that was childhood, dude. The the whole tech gadgets and being a spy and man, like you just thought that was the bee's knees growing up. And the happy uh, meal toys, the happy meals, yeah. yeah, like you could go on and on. And yep. um, I mean, that movie was our James Bond as kids, you know, and because you thought James Bond was a little too much. It wasn't, you know, this was right there, directed for us and. As a child and as a little kid, I loved every minute of it. So can't watch it now. It's terrible, but loved every minute of it back then. And you know what? We still have number one to be announced, but I'm surprised nobody yet has mentioned Shark Guy and Shark Boy and Lava Girl, whatever the hell that means. No, there's a reason. (laughs) Um, Number uno. One. Hey, as long as we got the one right. Number one for me is going to be the original to the sequel I just named Desperado from 1995. It's the, really the movie that kind of put him on the map. Um, unless you count El Marachi, which is a not prequel, but it's almost like his origin origin. Yeah, kind of. Um, but it's going to be Desperado's number one for me. Um, yeah. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Cause I really do think, after today's episode, I want to somehow fit Desperado and Once Upon a Time in Mexico into some episodes sometime. I, I highly agree. Yeah, sometime I highly agree. this year, hopefully, maybe. It's it's already a pack. Guys, we, only, we have 90 days until 2023. How insane is that? Um, that's, but, that's crazy. Yeah, but I just wanted to go ahead and say those two. Uh, number two, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Number one, Desperado. Edward, number one for you. Man, you may think of it as a joke, but I do not personally. It's cool. Uh, I mean, this cast is stacked. Danny Trejo, Antonio Banderas. You've got freaking Alan Cumming, Cheech Martin, Tony Shahoub, George Clooney, Mike Judge. So it's cool. You know, Spy Kids, the original. I mean, a lot of it may be due to nostalgia. The last time I think I've seen this was like three or four years ago. Damn, so you had three Spy Kids movies on your list? Have you seen Once Upon a Time in Mexico? No. That's why. That's, that's why. Be, that's going to be good, though. Yeah. I, I like those episodes where we have first-time watches. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because, like, didn't know that, you know, Carmen or Alexa Penavega, she's married to a dude from Big Time Rush. Don't even know who they are, to be honest, but I've heard of their name, so there's that. Uh, Daniel Sabara, you've heard of his wife, Megan Trainer. They've got a kid together, so that's pretty cool. You know, um, they've gone on to do a lot of different things. Episode I mean, two, twelve point yeah. five. We're reviewing Kids. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, these these here's the breakdown about everybody's life. Gone to do nothing, but you Dude, know, like, yeah. Alexa Vega though. <laughs> hey, 
but I mean, you know, he obviously wanted this to go somewhere and do something. So he got a lot of big, big people to go in this. And I mean, he came to him and said, Hey, if you want to be in my other movies, you got to be in the Spy Kid flick. And they were like, All right. <laughs> number, oh, number, maybe. Number, number one but for you, Ed, is Spy Kid. was cool with it. So I mean, yeah. you know. Craig, number one for you? Uh, number one for me is, and I just realized the mom and Spy Kids is in Sin City. Like, yep. this dude literally, <laughs> he is literally Adam Sandler. Just putting everybody in his movies. Uh, number one for me is going to be Elite Battle Angel. Um, uh, just, it's a movie that I literally thought I was not going to like. I checked it out, and uh, the tech, everything about it just kind of screams uh, cyberpunk, actually, yeah. since we're talking about it. Um, kind of the, like the upgrades and everything going on, but uh, like you said, tremendous cast. The movie's excellent. It is a little bit too long. The ending kind of, uh, I'm not going to say sucked or was bad. It was flawed, maybe. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be number, my number one. Awesome, guys. If you want to share your top five Rod, Robert Rodriguez films, go ahead and send us in those emails. C-I-N-E-M-E-N-9-2-1. Like I said, I didn't read any emails last week, but I'm going to read a few today. Um, just been a busy, busy week, but it's time to get into it today. We're talking about from dust till dawn with a January 19th, 1996 release day. Um, IMDB currently has it at 7.2 rotten tomatoes at 62%. The meta score is at 48% while the Google users have it at 87%, uh, with a budget of $19 million. It grossed a little over $60 million at the box office. Starring Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, Ernest Liu, Selma Hayek, Cheech Martin, Danny Trejo, Tom Savaney, Fred Williamson, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Um, and usually we have director talk about our favorite Robert Rodriguez film or director, but we just did our top five. I think um, we should do a, a Robert Rodriguez month. Oh, dude, that there's was a lot good. of there's a lot of movies in there. Yeah. We, I, I, we would have to put Skype spy kids in there just for shits and giggles. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, yeah. I actually like skimmed through planet terror a while back. God, like yeah. maybe we can stay away from that one. Oh but. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but two criminals and their hostages unknowingly seek temporary refuge in a truck stop populated by vampires with chaotic, chaotic results. Um, or you can go it this way. Um, I think this one kind of talks a little bit better about it. And it's almost like talking about the entire film in one. We can actually start getting into it after a bank heist brothers, Richie and Seth Gecko plan to head to Mexico to evade arrest at a motel. Richie kills their hostage and their journey hits a hard spot. But just when things have gotten worse, the Fuller family shows up. Seth takes them hostage and five and the five successfully cross the border. The five pull up to a bar called the Titty Twister, where Seth will meet his handler in the morning. When the moon strikes the toppest of the highest skies, the stripper and the workers turn to vampires and the sole survivors must fight to save their lives. I'm going to uh, be honest. I'm going to be completely honest. I didn't know any backstory about this movie. And when they hit the bar and Salma Hayek did her little change, 
Bro, I was flipping. <laughs> I was flipping the f out. I was like, "Is this still the same movie? Like, where? Honestly. Where did like was he like doing the movie? And he's like, "This ain't gonna cut it. We got to do this to save the end of this movie." And they were was just this, like fucking balls really your, out. Was this your first time full watch? First time full watch. First time even knowing what this movie was about. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, I was telling a, I was telling somebody today. I was like, "Yeah, I watched this for the first time." My dad took me to Blockbuster and picked up. He picked up the VHS tape and looked at the back, and he was like, "Oh fuck yeah, Cheech Martin." Went home. Cheech Martin was hardly in the fucking movie, and he got pissed. <laughs> um, but that's the first time I watched this movie, and honestly, it's been one of those classic '90s action horror flicks that kind of just stuck with me since. Um, and we'll get into it, but it's always kind of a joy to have a little rewatch. Ed, what about you? Do you remember the first time you watched it compared to now? Early 2000s. I'm talking like 03, 02, somewhere around there, like a long time ago. Um, I I think it was on TV or something like that. And I kind of just, I don't know. It was either DVD or TV, one of the two. But yeah, I just, I thought it was awesome. You know, I thought liked vampires and was just like all right cool and i highly <laughs> enjoyed the way the movie started off with the whole convenience store bust in open with quentin yeah. tarantino getting his hands shot through and um oh you know God. what you, you kind of forget about some of the greatness that george clooney can deliver and even in this high octane horror action movie like george clooney can nail some of these fucking parts and uh, I don't know. I don't know if the movie would have highly survived this long term ship without George Clooney being in the movie. Um, but I just wanted to throw in that you know that opening convenience store scene was was pretty epic. Um, I think, and I want to throw in that Quentin Tarantino kind of pissed me off in this movie. Like I don't know. I just didn't like him in it. As Richie, well, I mean that's the point. He's- yeah supposed to be that creepy bastard no it's not just that like i feel like quentin tarantino as an actor in this movie would just like it didn't fit yeah he's quentin tarantino as an actor is definitely not there's a reason he's a director let's just say that i think (laughs) okay (laughs) I, i i agree with it he uh even even in reservoir dogs he is my least favorite character in Reservoir Dogs. You know, and it's just one of those things where he is yeah. You know, and I agree he did make you want to hate him in this movie, but I I still feel the same way you do, Craig. I think I enjoyed his his character in this, but I think they could have done okay maybe with somebody else. I don't know. Uh what do you guys think? And well it, this is probably the scene that made you start hating him really like this was what about the the hotel scene where they have the older lady and you know, Seth comes in and he's like, Where's she at? And he has her on the bed and it kind of shows glimpses of what Richie did to her. I I, I think that's maniacal. Like yeah. it's he's he's crazy, he's from prison. Like I that's not the part that I started hating him. I was just like, Damn, this dude really crazy. Uh and why is his brother George Clooney not like dumping his ass off somewhere? Because he's. I was about to say, like that, you kind of question, you know, uh, uh, Seth's, yeah, you know, understanding of his brother right there, and then you know, I, I don't. That's not necessarily. I'll agree. That's not necessarily the parts where I was just like, you know what, this guy is not. That was the parts where you're like, this guy's not right in the head. Like, what's wrong with this dude? And what's wrong with him for like 
practically vouching for his brother. Like, I get your brothers, but damn, man. Like, yeah, for real. At some point, you got to know, like, this dude's going to get me caught. There's got to be a code right there. Exactly, yeah. man. You know, so. Yeah. No, I I started hating him and Juliet Lewis whenever she walked in. Oh, what do you what do you guys think of the cast of the family? Harvey Keitel, Juliet Lewis, uh, little I, Asian. I like the dad. Yeah. I didn't like the kids. No, Ernest Lou. Uh, oh, he's he's never done anything since. This is the only movie he's really done. Um, I I, I think they should have picked somebody else other than Juliet Lewis, but I I get her Southern Texas feel to it. But she just she feels had, so stale. Like as an actor, period, she's stale. There yeah. was a couple of points I was all right with her, but I mean, overall, it was just like there are a couple of parts with like that teenage angst of kind of like I don't really want to be here, screw you, kind of deal. But yeah, overall, it was just kind of too. But thick it, it, for that it, matter. this movie came out what ninety one, ninety six, ninety six. There were yeah. so many other teenage. Yeah. Actors that you could have got around that time that were, but uh, it is what it is. You know, it's it's a thirty year old movie almost. So I mean, Ernest Liu, he is all right. And like, I don't know, yeah, he wasn't really like, dude. I've got to have that guy in that movie. It was just like, okay, he's in here, cool. What, what's thing. what's crazy and what really helped Quentin Tarantino's character for me though, like I know I know I just said I didn't really like him, but real what really helped his character for me was watching the Dahmer sh- series, because he showed some of the same kind of tendencies. Like he was very, um, you know, he lured you in and was very sexual about a lot of stuff. He was very he got very aroused by the thought of doing some of those things. Which is what happens in Dahmer, and you know that just kind of shows like when you're at that point, like you're you're kind of your head's just gone. Like there's no thinking about anything. It's just you're you're done. That's all you are is a is and, a maniacal killer. And this movie, honestly, the first forty five minutes, it's it's you're in and you're out. You're like okay, the first forty minutes, they already pick up the family. They're headed to Mexico. You have that intense scene. Where uh, Cheech Martin plays the 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 border patrol oh, officer, what, what, oh, one of his many yeah. roles, one of his many roles, <laughs> and he he comes up, you know, um, and George Clooney even says it when the scene's over, like, "Damn, that was intense." And if you're watching it, even me watching it for like the tenth time, that scene was still intense. Yeah, um, yeah, and, but you know, the what do you guys, the chemistry, honestly, between George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino were actually kind of fun throughout the movie. It was. Yeah. It was good. Um, even when you know in the bathroom scene, he punches him and knocks him out because he called him. What do you call him? He called him crazy or called him a lunatic or something. And he, you know, uh, Richie just starts going off like, "Why are you calling me this?" And you know, Seth is like, "Dude, you need to shut the hell up." And yeah, he knocks him out. Um, but but she's sitting there. She's like, "I'm peeing. Do you mind?" I was like, "God, I hate this fucking lady." Shut the fucking door. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> But, uh, but you know, when that's what she she plays this, I think she's just typecasted. She plays the same southern redneck person in most of her movies, and I, I don't yeah. think that's her fault. Obviously, she she looks the role perfectly, you know. But yeah, I I would agree with you about about Juliet Lewis. 
they uh, finally get to Mexico. Yeah, when when they get to the Tootie Twister, uh, like I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, this isn't just some regular bar. Some this is like legit, way too much. It felt very Planet Terror because you in Planet Terror you have all the fireworks and flames and whatnot. Uh, but <laughs> when Cheech is sitting there and he's like, "You got white pussy," yeah, but he's like, "If you find cheaper." And I've I've heard Johnny say this line, and I was watching this movie at like eleven <laughs> o'clock at night, just laying in bed, trying to keep quiet, have my headphones on, laying in bed watching it, Fuck and I start if I start hearing the dude when he says that, and I just bust out dying because I've heard Johnny say it multiple times, not not like the whole thing, but he's like you know the. The way that he says fuck it, you know, like fuck it. (laughs) I'm just, I'm dying. It was so funny. So at that point, I'm like, okay, we're good. Let's get in, let's get in there and get it going. You, like you said, when the vampire turn happens and you kind of see the twist, you know, you're at like an hour and 20 minutes and you still have 45 minutes left of the film. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, what, what more could there be? I almost felt like this movie just kind of doing some some you know not wrestling some uh um fantasy, fantasy booking. booking. I almost could have looked at this movie like maybe what would it look like if it was just an action western kind of movie and you had a big Quentin Tarantino shootout at the end and you didn't have the vampires. Yeah. But, but I mean with with the Robert Rodriguez directing I, I you know I I was super excited for the Talking about the the vampires and everything in, in in the in between, but it makes sense because the bars on top of a Aztec, uh, yeah. you know, kind of monument, and so the oh, the, the, te- the temple, the temple. Yeah. So you have that history of, you know, maybe he had some childhood stories about some stuff like that down in the you know in Mexico with the Aztecs and everything, and that's kind of why he added it into this part of the story. You know, just so, I mean, some childhood stories. So, or yeah, the you, yeah, this is mainly like you go up to this bar and it's a it's a biker bar, you know, and all that trucker and, and biker bar, right? <laughs> you know, and he's like, "You're not allowed. You're you're kind of ain't allowed here." And he's just like, "My kind," you know. Which, which when he whips out the class two CDL <laughs> for the RV, I'm sitting there like, "He got him." You're losing me a little bit here because, like, it's so cheesy at that point. I'm a truck driver. Yeah, I'm. A, you go out there, look at the big old RV. I'm a truck driver. Here's my license. But That's certified as a. Uh, <laughs> Danny Danny Trejo plays the 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 dude who's just kind of there when you don't expect him to be their role very well. Like I don't think there's anybody else that plays that role as good as he does in any kind of movie. Man, I've got to say, like, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say it's a, it, and it really is a tale of two movies, with yeah. the first half being a heist, kidnapping movie kind of, and then the second half being a, uh, a, a freaking yeah, a horror fest. slash a, a western I, horror bar shootout. Yeah, and you know what? I gotta pay tribute to, um, the Evil Dead because there's yeah. a lot of Evil Dead vibes in. The way this, the the vampires got killed, absolutely. The practical effects, all the makeup was just phenomenal. Yeah, you know, and there wasn't hardly any CGI used for a 1996 film. 
and when when it was, I mean, it kind of looked a little. It was sparingly, too. but yeah. yeah. But it was. But they didn't need it, and the only I think the only time they used the CGI was with the bats when the bats came yeah. in. Well, and when they died would, and disintegrated. I would probably say her head change. Yeah. Like that small split second from okay, you know, we've got her here. Now we've got her in makeup and the and, effects. But but let's let, let's not skip too far before I get this out. You you were talking about George Clooney nailing this role and how good he could be. When he's sitting there and he's passing out those drinks and him and the dad are sitting there having that conversation and he's like, Don't you get it? Like you've already won. And yeah. he like like that was that scene was that's a damn good scene. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and speaking of dialogue between Harvey Keitel and George Clooney, what about the scene where they you know, where George Clooney's like, Hey, you see my brother back there looking at your daughter? You like the way he looked at your daughter? And he's like, he's like, no, I don't. And he's like, exactly. You help me get to Mexico. You're free. Yeah. Well, and not just that, like kind of leading into it. And he's like, kind of like, you know, where's your wife? Like, you know, because yeah. he's looking through his wall. He's like, where's your wife? How'd she die? Why'd she die? You know, were you, why, why aren't you a man of faith anymore? Et cetera, et cetera. And I think that deals, a lot of people deal with that. They, they go through those circumstances and they do lose their of- faith of choice. Later on, signs reminded me of that a little bit. It did that matter, yeah. you know. And I was just like, "Holy crap!" You know, because I watched <laughs> them not too far from each other, for that matter. <laughs> I, every time I watch signs, not not signs, but every time I think about signs or that, I think about Scary Movie Three when he's like, <laughs> he's like, your wife's pinned up against the car, and he's like, "Well, is she okay?" She's like, "No." He's like, "Well, is the top half or the bottom half?" Like, <laughs> Dude, it's no, so that. bad. It's the hat yeah. for me, the growing hat. Yeah, it's it's so don't, bad, but it's so good. Don't forget your foil tin caps next week, guys, since we are talking signs. Oh, um, Holy crap, I did. Yeah, that's next week, dude. That's it. Time's so, flying by. So you get the turn. You get the turn, you know, the Soma Hayek dance. And then you get the... Uh, after that, you get the turn. Uh, what do you guys think of just the... The, the whole brawl, the ending, you know, not really the ending, but just the middle scene of, you know, you have the... Uh, Who was the big uh, black dude? What movies has he been in? He's been in a lot of, like, zombie movies. He's, like, a really big horror... Like, was he in Dawn of the Dead? He was... In the early 2000s? He wasn't in Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I think he was in... What was he in? He was in something different. Uh, he's been in some zombie movies, yeah. He was in Vampire Vegas Vampires. He's been in a lot of like B-rated horror movies. What about the white dude with the 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 80s porn stash and Sex Sex Machine? <laughs> yes, Sex Machine. He he honestly he is the original uh makeup artist for the original Friday the 14th Friday the 13th movie. Um he's a he's a He's a big time makeup and special effects artist and stuntman, but he's in he does stuntman movies for like you know uh, Donna. He was in Dawn of the Dead. He's in Machete. He's in a lot of Robert Rodriguez films. I swear, dude was in uh, Jane Silent Bob. He you know he might have been in something like that as well. He's he's a big time famous uh, makeup artist. Let me see what was his name? Oh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Um. And then you know the FBI, the FBI agent. How awesome was that? The one who was on the TV a lot, played by John Saxton. 
is the uh, is the original dad from A Nightmare on Elm Street. Huh. So some some fun stuff in this movie. Um, did you guys see the scene where Val, were not Val Kilmer, but George Clooney became Batman when the bats were following him? I'm like, oh, that's just a year before Batman versus Robin. That's how George Clooney became Batman. Um, what do you guys think of some of the changes? Uh, Richie dies. Selma Hayek, you know, bites his neck off and he changes. Um, Jacob dies. Harvey Keitel's character, he gets changed into, um, did you guys have a favorite character slash turned into a vampire the way they looked? Tom Savini looked a little um, crazy. Sex Machine looked like he was a crazy, creepy-looking vampire. Um, my favorite, honestly, he did look really, really weird and grotesque, was um, Frost, the black guy. He did look pretty pretty sick and gruesome when he turned into a vampire. Yeah. Oh, I recognize um, Tom Savini from Planet Terror. That's oh, okay. <clears throat> um, um, or you know, Quentin Tarantino kind of looked like a big-headed Frankenstein when he got turned yeah. into a vampire. I've got to say, I actually liked the band when they turned oh, yeah. into a vampire because the they cool. had like the band had a guitar and a bass that was made of a human disfigured up. Yeah, and all kind of, like you know, because you, you, I think it shows them for like ten seconds total. And but it's holy crap! It, every time it kind of cuts to them after something gets kind of flown their way and everything, it's funny because that's you know their comedy relief in the whole thing. In you know? in in that kind of setting, like the band still plays, like you know yeah. the the band plays when the Titanic's going down, the band <laughs> plays in the shootouts or whatever. Like they're sitting there and they're they're doing their job, and when everything's all said and done, they're just like the show must go on. We're done. You know, they just blow <laughs> themselves up. Um, that'd be mine man uh i i can't really think about which one would be my favorite when he's changed very simple movie though i I just like movies like this that's just fun like you don't have to think about anything you can just sit back and just enjoy what's happening in front of you um what about a strong word yeah did you did you did you guys did you guys have any big nitpicks or hates about this movie? I mean, some of the actors were just kind of questionable, but I mean, other than that, no, I've always kind of liked it. And maybe it's because I've seen it first when I was a kid. Yeah, maybe. But I mean, Craig, this was this was your first time watch, man. By all means, like, did you have anything that you were just like, uh, this is a this is not a I, after thinking about it. Initially watching the movie, I was just like, "There's no way in hell I'm ever watching this movie again." Like this, this 180 turn from what was a a good, uh, you know, prison break, money heist, kidnapping, escaping to Mexico. Like I was like, "Okay, I'm I'm in. This is a good good movie, good direction." Then they get to the bar, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a little weird. Then I see Danny Trejo, and I'm like, all right, shit's really about to start going down. It was just like, it felt like it was serious for the first hour or so. And then they were just like, he was just like, all right, guys, no no bars. No. Whatever that term is. No no held bars or whatever. No holds barred. Like, yes. Uh, it was just like, anything goes at this point. And they 
literally anything goes. The dude's got the bat and the shotgun, and he's and I'm like, it's so cheesy. It's so, <clears throat> and maybe that's the fun in it. It's like you know they they did give you a really good first half of the movie, and then the second half is just like, just watch it and let it go. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it was unique. I'll definitely say that because I I did not expect anything in that second half to happen that way. So I will applaud them in that. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've revisited this quite a few times, especially when I have my little Quentin Tarantino binge. I know he didn't write it or direct it, but I still have it with my Quentin Tarantino movies. But I'm like, you know what? Watching it today, I was like, man, the first 50 minutes, phenomenal. It, made it was. Me, it was it, solid. It, yeah. And then, you know, I, I'm not going to say I hated the vampire scene because that's initially what the movie is. It's, it's a it's a horror cowboy flick. But like the second half, I'm like, I feel like it dragged just a little too much. If I'm giving my honest personal opinion yeah. about the movie now, like I could have been like, OK, how about this be an hour and 10 minute uh, heist prison break movie? And then the last 25 minutes be vampires. Well, I think I think what, you know, one way to kind of shorten all that up is when he gets to the bar, it is close to being the morning time. And so he's already met his guy and they're about to exchange the money. And then they smell the blood on Richie's hands. And then the vampires change and you kind of have a shootout before they all go. <clears throat> I think that would shorten it. I think the whole dad being out in the bar while they're hiding in the back and them him coming back and then plotting to come back out. I think that was another 15 minutes. That was probably a little bit too long, but or the scene where sex machine turns into a vampire <clears throat> And you have Frost explaining his war background. Yeah, I think I think that was maybe like eight minutes too long. There's there's a lot of little things here and there that that push this movie to be a little bit longer than it should have. Yeah. But uh, overall, I think it's you know it's it's, it's a fun classic 1996 horror uh, action flick. You know, after the big shootout at the end, uh, Harvey Keitel uh, he passes and he turns into a uh, vampire, he kills Scott, and then Scott's death is kind of, you know, kill me, Kate, kill me. Yeah. And then she barely shoots him, and his entire body just explodes. Um, I liked the the temple ending. Would you guys change anything about all the use of the practical effects and the makeup, or did you thought did you think you know I, I me personally I enjoyed all the makeup and all <laughs> the, all the blood just being spewed everywhere. I agree with that. I mean. I think it did its job as, you know, it needed to. Because, I mean, honestly, like, this thing could have gone a lot worse for that matter. But I think it just did itself justice as much as it needed to. Um, you know, other than that, you know, you have the ending. Another Cheech Martin character comes in and was like, you wanted to meet it's the like, morning? It's number four, I think. Yeah. Because he's cause... the Border Patrol guy. The guy at the front, <clears throat> one of the vampires. One of the vampires, and then well, the he's he's one of the vampires because he's the guy at the front. Yeah, so there's three Cheech okay. Martin in the movie. Three. Um, but <clears throat> what would what, you think? I mean, throughout the whole movie, you hear George Clooney, Seth, saying he only he's given thirty percent. Now that the ending is the ending, and he's lost Richie. Now he 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 only gets fifteen percent. Did you guys like? I, I kind of felt like Juliet Lewis's character 
Kate should have went with George Clooney at the end because she teases, you know, she's like, do you want some company? And he's like, just go home. But she don't have a home to go to. Her entire family is dead. And he even mentions it like her entire family is dead. His um, entire family's dead. Yeah. Like, you know, why not? It would be. But I think at the same time, I think it was if they would have, I think it might have been perceived as being a little creepy. Yeah, so that's, that's why he was like, "Nah, you just need to go." And because I mean, honestly, if that were to happen, it, it with the way Richie talked to her and kind of the whole way, I, it would have felt like they were kind of grooming for that to happen. You know what I mean? Exactly. I will go sense. with that one too. Because I mean, honestly, like I think that shows the difference between him and his brother Richie. Yeah, um, Richie yeah. would have taken her absolutely. Oh yeah. Whereas Seth is like. I know my limits. I we've been through too much. We just need to be done with this. Like no matter how like tempting it is to have company, not in that way, I'm good. Also, also I think <laughs> he probably was just like you're not my type if you know what it like. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's way into like the Salma Hayek kind. Makes sense. The people at the bar. So yeah. Uh, makes sense. Um, favorite scene. Do you guys have a favorite scene from uh, from from Dust Till Dawn? I actually have a favorite scene and a favorite <clears throat> quote for that matter. Go for it. So the scene is kind of like whenever uh, <laughs> whenever they start turning. That one is just kind of a nuts, just crazy chaotic scene. Um. So, I mean, you've got things happening in all different directions behind, you know, the scene, like in the background of the scene and all kinds of different stuff. You've got everything going off. Um, for that matter, a quote is uh, kind of the quote that he says uh, in the morning. Like, I don't care how psycho they are or I don't care how crazy they are. Psychos don't blow up and when sunlight hits them. Yeah, that one is just I don't know why, but that one was gold to me. It's funny. Um, if I had to pick a favorite scene, I would probably pick the opening convenience store scene, which is always fun. And it was very, it was, it was very, uh, no country for old men. Yeah. 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 Set the tone of the film. Um, especially the way that the clerk died with Richie blowing out the bottles and George Clooney throwing out the, the paper towel or the toilet paper. Um, and then, honestly, my second favorite scene would probably be, uh, Craig, you mentioned the conversation with everybody at the table when they were having drinks. You know, I'm not drinking alone. And then, obviously, the ending. Uh, I love the vampire blowout. Um, Craig, what about you? Favorite scene? Um, yeah, I'll agree with you. I think the opening scene was really, um, you know, if, if, if they would have taken the movie, like, just made it that the whole way through. I think you have a movie in itself. Um, but, you know, they went the route that they did, and it still works out for them in the long run. But uh, I think the opening scene was good. Um, and I liked when the dude takes the thing from Sex Machine, and he's like, uh-uh. Or he pulls out the knife, and he's like, I wouldn't do that. And then the, the yeah. crotch gun opens up. I was just like... Like this dude's <laughs> been planning Planet Terror for years, with the like the machine gun leg. Like it was just, it you could just when they, it's like Robert Rodriguez was like, we're gonna make this 
heist movie and it's going to be awesome. And then we're going to get to Mexico and it's going to be my film. Yeah. And <laughs> like, uh, it's just, it was completely not what I expected. So, yeah, I mean, the whole movie is kind of a trip. So, not what you expected. Putting you on the spot. Star rating one out of ten. Six. Six. Edward? You know, I'm going to have to go for a seven. Uh, probably more nostalgic reasons than anything for that matter. Just seen it when I was younger. But yeah, I like it. So, seven. Uh, not to match the star I have right here, uh, but I'm going to give it seven stars as well. Uh, I think this movie is fun. You sit back. It's an action horror popcorn flick. Have fun with it. Don't think too much about it. And uh, enjoy some vampires getting blown up and some good dialogue between Harvey Keitel and George Clooney. Um, yeah. But you know what's awesome about this is it's almost a 30-year-old movie. And I still, spoiler free. Yeah. You know what I mean? Spoiler free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the one quote, but you know. Well, yeah, but uh, I I didn't even know that was in this movie. So when it happened, it was still spoiler free because I didn't know it was going to come. Yeah, that's awesome though. Yeah, I, but I, I you know I enjoyed that. Like you know a movie that old first time watch for you, and you know you had fun with it. I mean that's that's what we've always had fun here on on the podcast doing. Um, <clears throat> speaking of what we have coming up for October, guys, the entire month of October is dedicated to horror thriller movies um next week october the 3rd we're talking about the 20th anniversary of signs uh october the 10th nightmare on elm street 3 dream warriors uh october 17th we go back to the theater we check out halloween ends uh october 24th the bone collector denzel washington thriller movie uh, and October 31st, we're talking about the return of Michael Myers, Halloween 4, the return of what? Michael Myers. So uh, October is going to be jam-packed. Uh, I can't wait for it. And then the entire month of November, guys, is going to be dedicated to Denzel Washington, um, besides Black Panther 2. So should be a fun, fun week. Um, but I yeah. Send us in your star rating of From Dust Till Dawn. We already have a few of them sent in. So now it's time for me to read the email bag. <laughs> the mail's here. So again, if you guys want to send in your emails, send them in. Doesn't matter how you send it, social media or email, send it in and I'll read some of them. Uh, again, busy, busy week last week and this week, so I'm going to touch on some of them this week. Sorry if I didn't get to all of them last week or any of them at all. I will get to most of them and then email back. Um, again, if you want to email us, send us in an email at cinemen921 at gmail.com. Uh, Nathaniel said, uh, From Dust Till Dawn is an instant classic. Such a joy to watch. Uh, nine stars. <clears throat> Henry Damn, says okay. Pearl Pearl was much better of a film than X was. I really appreciate the review and the show last week. Very good listen. We'll Pearl, agree on that. Pearl gets a nine from Henry. Uh, Kendall says I could watch Dawn of the Dead over and over again. I absolutely loved the latest episode of Friday the 14th podcast. I don't know if they take requests 
but I would love to hear a review of number 23 with Jim Carrey. Oh, I forgot Jim Carrey was in a horror movie. Yeah. Decent one, too. Yeah. I've never seen it, honestly. Oh, yeah, I need to check it. I should try to check it out. Uh, Jeffrey, here's a good one. He's asking all of us. Hocus Pocus 2 comes out this weekend. Are you guys going to watch and give like a mini review about it next week? Or does it not even interest you at all? It interests me. I might. I'm probably going to go. Possibly going to go see it. I feel like it's, I it's, feel like it's not. It's not going to be in theaters. You just watch it at home at Disney Plus. No. Well, I feel like uh, Signs is going to be a pretty girthy episode. Um, with just how, I mean, I think we all fairly like the movie. Um, so we'll probably dive in a little bit more. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> um, uh, Satchery so, should be joining us back next week too. So we should have four different reviews of Signs. Oh, he wants to come back for Signs. Yeah. Welcome back, Zach. Tell him <laughs> tell him he doesn't get to do signs. He has to watch. <laughs> uh because he didn't want to watch that one, did he? The Hocus Pocus 2? Or was he excited for it? Uh no, I, I don't even think he's seen the first one. Or did oh, he join us for that? I don't I'm not sure. That, that would be funny if like, yeah, Zach, you can come next week, but you have to do a mini hocus pocus review. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who's probably like kind of excited about it. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna watch it for sure. But I, you know, I'll, I'll talk it's, about it next. I'll talk about it next week. It's spooky season, yeah. of course. Yeah. Like Friday the Thirteenth, all those are gonna start. Yeah. Um. So good. Good email by Jeffrey. Yeah, we will talk about Hocus Pocus two next week. Um. Darren says Pearl was quite the little gem that I hoped it would be. Uh. I will oh. gladly. I will gladly see it again. Eight stars, Pearl, probably one of the best horror films I've seen this year. I I do still plan on going to see it. Um, it's not bad. It's about an hour and forty minutes. Definitely better than X. I'll agree. Uh, Sarah ninety seven <clears throat> says, "Always enjoy from dusk till dawn," and this past rewatch was no different. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts. As always, nine stars from Sarah ninety seven for from dusk till dawn. Uh, Eric is talking about our, our uh, top five from last week. Eric, my top five horror prequel movies, red dragon, number five, Pearl, number four, Prey number three, alien covenant, number two. And even though this is a TV show, number one is Bates motel. Um, Sam G 69 says just seen pearls in theaters this past weekend. It was okay. Nothing special. Nothing eye-opening about it, but it was better than X. Seven stars. That's kind of the consensus right now, is that it's not ever, like, the best ever, but it's definitely better than that one. <laughs> uh, Lawrence says, I'm really excited to hear you guys review From Dust Till Dawn. In my mind, it's an underrated vampire flick with great special effects and a good story. Love this film. Nine stars. There we go. <laughs> Uh, this one's from Omar says, I can't wait to hear the review of see no evil this Wednesday and Friday, the 14th. What a low key, good horror movie kind of has Blumhouse vibes, uh, for sure. I would give it eight stars and yes, Wednesday, we are talking see no evil with Kane for, uh, the horror review this Wednesday. Uh, <clears throat> Barry says, uh, if you could give. From Dust Till Dawn, a reboot. Who would you cast as Seth and Richie? Ooh. 
Ryan Gosling. <clears throat> Ryan Gosling is a uh, Seth. Richie. Oh, Richie. <clears throat> I think he could play a kind of a uh, calm, but also kind of on the edge. Yeah. <clears throat> and then for Seth. See, I would almost um, go opposite. I would say Ryan Gosling is as Seth because he, you know, he's the the calmer, the yeah. more. I, I, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Ryan Gosling is Seth, and then Evan Peters says Richie, bro. No, he's done no. too many roles like that. <laughs> he can't. He can't keep getting away with this. That's the only one that comes to mind, man. That's a good question, but uh, I feel like there's somebody out there. Maybe we can think about an answer next week. Oh yeah. So. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, guys, that's, I mean, that's the review for uh, from Dust Till Dawn. Again, email us your star ratings um, and your favorite scenes, your top five Robert Rodriguez movies. You guys already have. Again, I just have to get in that email bag and just open them up and read them and respond. Um, other than that, guys, 20th anniversary of Signs next week. Are you guys excited for Signs next Monday? Ooh. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal as Jake Richie? Gyllenhaal would, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal would make a good Richie. I like that. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be good. So hey, next, I'll, I'll next, watch that. Next <laughs> subject matter, next Monday, October the 3rd, 20th anniversary of Signs, Mel Gibson, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I think it's going to be a fun episode. Again, it's only a movie I've seen once or twice. Wasn't the biggest fan of the world in it, but I'm looking forward for the rewatch just to, to kind of open up my mind and give you guys a good show next week. So, uh, And we welcome back Zach next week. So we'll have all four of us hopefully – Next Monday, uh, October the third, spooky season begins with signs. You guys excited? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, because I haven't oh, yeah. seen it in a while. Uh, I'm excited. I'm actually I haven't normally been excited for spooky season, but uh, this year I'm gonna dive in. I'm, I'm gonna dive all the way in. I don't know oh, how man. long it's been since I've seen it. Huh? I don't know. Should be, should be fun. Episode 213 next Monday, signs. Um, but as far as from dusk till dawn, Ed, anything else uh, Anything else you want to add to from dusk till dawn before we get it out of here? Nah, man. Uh, honestly, like it. Simple as that. Nostalgia. Ready for signs. Another nostalgic movie. 20 years. So hyped for that. So, yeah, this is Ed saying I'll see you on the silver screen. Craig, what about you? Anything you want to add from Dust Till Dawn, or are you on to signs next Monday? On till on the signs, uh, I'm gonna leave it be. I, I don't. I, obviously, people have nostalgia for from Dust Till Dawn. First time watch is still kind of uh, in my brain, so I'll, I'll leave it be. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited for next week. It's been a while since I've seen signs. We say goodbye to September, and we open up with October with signs. Spooky season is on its way. Enjoy your week, guys. Thank you for joining us. See you next Monday for a new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Go Cowboys. Oh, day on right now. <laughs>